no cartridge. Uh, this is Trevor Strong Kegelbot on Twitter, and I'm here with uh, not Sam Sheehan, uh, NBA, and uh, not Nice Sheehan. Uh, this is a different Sam uh, at NBA Baby Secret. Uh, and, and we're, of course, here to talk about uh, the only thing we ever talk about, which is uh, the wonderful visual novel, uh, Don Gunranpa. Uh, Sam, mm-hmm. welcome back to the show. Uh, this is a great treat for me to come back and, and talk about uh, the the most problematic uh, of the eighteen <laughs> Danganronpa chapters. So uh, <laughs> it's funny because like the the audience will probably hear. I don't know if they'll hear this first or second, but like um, okay. or if they you know you might not listen to the anime episodes. But um, right. uh, I've been going been doing OVAs with a friend of the podcast Emily, and she. Uh, mm-hmm. um, we watched your under arrest, which I don't know if you ever watched your under arrest. Um, I haven't. No, it's delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on high dive if you're curious, but okay. the, um, there's an episode. It's the first episode of like the first series. So it's a four episode OVA. And then it starts like a 30, maybe like a 50 episode series. And then they have another thing after, but, oh. uh, they introduce someone who's the new, the new police officer. Um, and they introduce it saying, oh, there's this hot guy coming in, new, new male recruit. And of course, uh, a woman comes in and she says, oh, I'm I'm the new recruit. That's me. Um, and the the idea is she went undercover to um, uncover subway perverts um, and had to become so much like a woman that she became a woman. Um, OK, yeah. And, and you, that's, you, how, it, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Much like, yeah. Much like <laughs> it was very helpful because um, it's something we're, not, we're going to lack on this one. But um, yeah. Emily's trans. And so like it was very helpful gotcha. to have that like safety net there for me um <laughs> yeah, but, we're, uh, we're, yeah like the show we're, the we're show, feeling different a little <laughs> yeah, we're, like, I, I, we're gonna i'm gonna play a little more safe here because i don't have that experience so. that's perfectly yeah. yeah no me too yeah. uh but like it, it was funny because i i think i'm gonna come to the same conclusions with this because like in uh in you're under arrest it basically starts out with me going oh my god what am i getting myself into this is so bad why did emily do this to me yeah and then by the end of the episode it's like all right, you can use the women's restroom. We we respect you and we, you know, we love you and you're you're a valued member of the force and we respect your identity. And I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think cuz I think I mean, I I, you know, our trans members of the audience will have to, you know, correct uh we're doing our best here as uh two cis men, but uh the, the worst this, kind of people. Yeah, the, the just, worst. Yeah, I said the worst guys. men from the Northeast. Yeah, the, the two the two worst types of guys. But um, for for those of you who don't know, in, the, in this episode of of Danganronpa hinges on a character who cross dresses, um, and it's starts out being treated not very well. But I think where it, what I would say, where it kind of saves itself and why it was like less bad than I remember it being. Still not great, by the way. But why it's like less bad than it was? There's there's some weird stuff in there. Like the reason he's cross dressing is because he feels he's weak. Which like you it's know, not really. He, yeah, that's, it's not. It's not really how that goes. But I think that it does treat the character with humanity instead of um, as a one off gag, which I think is kind of a saving grace across the board when sort of dealing with this kind of stuff. Where it's not just like treating someone as if they are different or this sort of makes, you know, someone part of an out group instead of, you know, treating someone like, Oh yeah, you're a fellow human. Come on in. You know, this is something that makes you a little, you know, a little bit different, but you know, you're also the same as all of us, you know, and and not drawing that line. And I think it does succeed there on that 
minimal <laughs> that minimal clearance <laughs> to not make this totally a, a totally toxic. Like, it's different from like I'll, I'll use another example from like um, Atlas is infamous for being transphobic. And well, I was gonna say, are you gonna say Catherine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Catherine. Uh, all of the. I mean, Catherine Persona Three, Persona Five. They all have one. Like, like SMT it, stuff isn't transphobic. They just have uh, extremely gay shopkeep, so you're supposed to be uh, off put by. So it's yeah, good. it's normal. But they rule. Yeah, I say it just <laughs> totally works. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they um, SMT kind of comes the other way, where it just makes all it makes being gay cool. Like, like, uh, like even cooler. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, but uh, this, you know, but you know, Persona just does not handle it well. Um, and it's like, no. you know, and it's, it's all played for a gag and pretty gross and, you know, not great. And, and this, I think at least gives the character a little bit of dignity and is, you know, kind of hinges on the fact that, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it I guess, you know, what I what I would say, what I was surprised by is it's play. It's not really ever played for jokes either, you know, like right. it's, which which I think, you know, if you've ever delved in Japanese media, that takes a heroic amount of self-restraint for it seems like for <laughs> Japanese creators, because they love that. It's in a lot of anime. It's a lot of shows. even in the you're under arrest episode, which I was yeah. like praising. There's a shot where, mm-hmm. you know, one of the people touched the, you know, like brush up against the woman's crotch because of like where she's like a criminal does because of where she's like trying to tackle them and the reaction is exactly <laughs> like, you know yeah. like come on um but you know what's one what's funny about this and i'm sure we'll come back to it is like uh yeah. chihiro gets the same kind of treatment as that character i described before in that like they're not particular they're not exactly trans it's the same thing we, that right, happened with exactly. um uh i always forget the name of the the woman from uh guilty gear that they eventually confirmed was was trans uh shoot i did this on the other episode too um mm-hmm. i'm just gonna, I'm just gonna quick google trans guilty gear and see yeah. what i get um, <laughs> but uh i want to say bridget but i don't think that's mm-hmm. right um but i feel like the the same sort of problem is bridget. Like this happens where like by the oh, what? Which is it? Bridget. Bridget is. Oh, Bridget's right. Okay, I thought yeah. I was. Conf- I thought I was just conflating her with someone from uh, Overwatch, no. um, which is a game I don't play very often. So I don't know why I would. Do that, but, uh, <laughs> Damn. But anyways, like, <laughs> I mean, seems like they should have. It seems like they should have a problematic market cornered. You know, like they, they should have. Well, I've. <laughs> <laughs> what was, what were, was Blizzard's thing? They were had people crawling under the cubicles and uh, watching people watching women breastfeed. Like, uh, yeah, that's right, that's right. They yeah. also in their video games they've cornered the problematic market on um, trying to constantly become like acceptable by including more Pan African, uh, pseudo European sounding people. Yes, like the computer has to sound like the, 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 the accent is just global. Yeah. Every black person has to be from like Mauritania. It's it's, it's very strange. God, they love it. They, well, yeah, they, but like, but like with the, the with mm. Chihiro, like she's not, or they, or it, the pronoun situation is tricky. But like, yes, exactly, they're not coded as trans. Like Chihiro's a crossdresser, kind of specifically. Um, and it's never like, you know, I, I guess that's not necessarily fair either. It's just that she never says, like, I identify as a woman, I'm trans, right? Like, there's never mm-hmm. any sort of, like, language wherein that problem is acknowledged. And I feel like I'm not saying that they're, like, 
bad for doing that necessarily. Like, of course, those identities are valid and exist too, but mm-hmm. more like it kind of skirts the problem in a, sorry about that. It kind of mm-hmm. like avoids the problem in a, mm-hmm. in a very, uh, weird way where they don't actually ever have to say like, you know, do I approve of this like ontology of gender or am I against it? Um, in, in the way that I think a lot of American media, um, does and has the wrong answer for. Yeah. So, but I think that, you know, the bottom line here for this, because it's very clear Kaz is, uh, you know, he, he was not really worried about all that. It seems like I think no. it was more, he was, he, and, uh, you know, Danganronpa kind of does this and it, you know, it can, it can kind of cut both ways. You know, it can be a little erasing, you know, like in this case, like we're not really sure what Chihiro's identity is in the game doesn't seem too interested in kind of nailing that down, you know, but on the other hand, like I said at the top, there is a sort of broader, you know, just humanity, you know what I'm saying? That that kind of everyone falls under and it's more about, you know, uh, instead of like, what group do I fit into? It's, it's more like, no, you're part of our group. This is our friend group, you know, like these are our, you know, uh, because the casts are so small and everyone, you know, in every game, in every Danganronpa, you are sort of uh, uh, quarantined off from the rest of it. So you kind of immediately just form another group, you know, that right. this stuff doesn't, you know, everybody is a little bit different. They have their own things. But the the point of I wanted to kind of get all this out of the way up top because we're going to be doing a lot of talking about Chihiro. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I think and, like, yeah, oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, well, and just, you know, I think his pronouns are he, him, you know, that's something that that comes. I saw they in another place. And then I know a lot of the characters call her, her, like Mm -hmm. when like Hina doesn't know, but okay, we'll go with, we'll go with those pronouns. I'm pretty sure it's he, him because Chihiro's referenced in another game um, and his dad calls him he, him. um, And like, you know, so that is something that is, you know, I'm pretty sure his pronouns are he, him. Again, feel free to correct me, but based on other games, how that game references to Chihiro later on um, in other games, they always use he, him. So that's for Hmm. that sake, that's where we're going to go with that. We're going to assume everyone was, you know, Chihiro's dad knew what was up and (laughs) what was going with. (laughs) Surely, surely that's not a problematic assumption. But they do love you, but they do love like, like Chihiro's dad, like loves him, like loves him. him. So it would have been like a very accepting. It's not like a, a a weird thing, but anyway, we're going to go with he, him. I I think is is the way to go with the pronouns. That works. We got to We got to agree on something. Um, Right. I think like the the interesting thing about about this game and particularly in terms of like stereotypes and stuff is that like I mean you, you see it with Sakura too where mm-hmm. like um uh Sakura's like I'm getting that right she's the the ultimate fighter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um she's like you know they do that we we, I mean, we critiqued this before but like they do that thing where they're just like you're a girl like what? <laughs> like yeah, that kind they, of thing. Yeah, they but treat her just mean you know it's yeah, like less it, problematic and more mean <laughs> like, yeah exactly it's like yeah and right. like but like all the characters sort of are on this axis and like for some it's like more fun to like more funny or like goofy mm-hmm. or i guess i guess even like sort of like abstract like with um with the i i, I won't remember his name because i don't like him but uh, mm-hmm. uh like the ultimate class president guy um, well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, not Biakia. I mean, he's he's another kind of interesting guy, but the ultimate sort of like class spirit, like school spirit oh, guy. Oh, uh, Kiyotaka. Yeah. Shimaru, yeah. Yeah, who's like, who's like, 
in this chapter really rounds out in a kind of an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And it rounds out because like Cass is doing that thing where it's like, yeah, he's that super, super stereotypical, like, you know, head boy, kind of like class president guy that you right. see in anime, but also like, because he kind of just like met someone at their own level, they became friends. And right. like that, that kind of thing makes sense because the identity is so goofy and so silly. Um, mm-hmm. But like when it gets to sort of more, I guess when it gets closer to like a real life person, right? Where it's mm-hmm. not like goth Lolita, um, right? <laughs> it's like actually yes. a person who can exist. You're like, oh yeah, this is a little more fraught, um, but it's still quite like quite interesting, right? And I think that I mean, well, let's. I think we should just kind of get into. I, we've, done, we've done our disclaimers up top. I, I just. <laughs> It, it's a tricky one to talk about. This is the one I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, yeah. this is going to be tri- I, I, I think I'm it's tricky. Only, but I, I think yeah. we did a good job of not making it just like apologetics. Like, I think this is right. like a very fair sort of understanding of what's going on here. And I, I think we've sort of laid, right. laid out where we're coming at it from. And I think wow. that's that works. I, I apologize to anyone if, you know, I step on any if I got something wrong or anything. I'm doing my best as a cis man. I'm learning. I'm growing. Um, remember Sam, yeah. Sam lives in new England. It's, it's up there. I don't, I don't know if they've, if I don't know how the news is, is distributed we, up there. We, yeah. We, we don't have anything up here. I actually, uh, <laughs> I, I have to watch the Boston Celtics. So, so that should probably tell everyone <laughs> enough right there. You know, that's how bad things are. I'm, I'm really Celtics. locked in on the Boston Celtics. Jason yes. Tatum still thinks Kobe is alive. Is like, it's like, this is like, this is like, <laughs> Just thinks he's not texting it back because he just can't get the news. Someone, someone in my DM said this, and I can't get out of it. He talks to Kobe like he's the, one of the JoJo heads in the sky, like after <laughs> after like Muhammad Avdal and uh, like passes away, and, and Kekioin like he's he's like dedicating the games to him like that. It's like when Lisa <laughs> talks to Bleeding Gums. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, all right, God, let's get into it. Be, yeah, but let's get into it. So, uh, <laughs> chapter two, we're uh, we're here, um, and you know, everyone's kind of uh, recovering from all of the, you know, the hubbub of last one, the, the shock of like someone actually dying, and, and then the shock uh, of having to basically condemn someone to death. Yes, exactly, and uh, you know, it, it's a bummer for you know to, to have all of a sudden three people are dead, and uh, out of you know fifteen, so you've got. 12 left standing. Um, and this one, you know, I, um, I, I, I apologize because I sort of I watched the trials a little bit ahead. But I believe this is when we start getting some first references to some of the outside world. I, I think we start yeah. getting some peaks. Right. Do I have that right? This is the first chapter. Do. Of that. Well, mm-hmm. And I mean, the first time we really see that is when we get the letter right mm-hmm. like in the in the library. So so I mean, I'm jumping ahead. Monokuma opens up a new part of the school. This is another mm-hmm. mechanic we get in this section yeah. where we realize like once a trial's solved, um, mm-hmm. you get a bonus and you get a new new area in the school. And so we yeah. get the upstairs and um, in the upstairs, there's a letter basically saying, hey, you know, really sucks. We have to close Hope's Peak. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the first time we sort of get a feeling of like, okay, wait, like this isn't just like a weird, you know, nightmare realm. This is like actually something that had been planned and 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 sort of like exists within this outside kind of society. Um, but that might not be what you're thinking of. No, that is what that's exactly what oh. I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, oh, is because we start <laughs> we start getting because you're you're kind of you're still trying to get your bearings all through like chapter one. You know, like mm-hmm. you're just sort of 
it is like sort of there's a hyper reality aspect to Danganronpa and, and, and you know when it starts and it's like oh, this is fucking bear and all this other stuff but then it like slowly reels it back in with like okay people are just dying and getting murdered and then like now you start getting some context that like okay hold on this might just be like Makoto like I don't know uh, smashed his head on, <laughs> on, on <laughs> right. a bag on the way into the school you know like yeah this is actually happening so right and I think like you know the the one of the things that stuck out to me, and I wanted to say this time around, is like and it, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it a little bit because uh, Rory White uh, at Bone Jail um, mm-hmm. said that uh, he uh, he didn't understand how spoil he didn't like take our warnings about spoilers seriously enough. Um, uh, so yeah. He, uh, yeah, he started listening. I was like, oh my god, this is like extremely spoiler heavy. So he paused it and then uh, started playing Duncan Rampa because a friend That's told cool. him to, and. Uh, Apparently played it in three days and then just started playing the others immediately. Let's go. Um, it's like total <laughs> man after my own heart. Absolutely. It is hard. Yeah. It is. I mean, that that's what I did. That's what I did. And I got really lucky that like V3 like came out like four days after I beat um, two, which was <laughs> very lucky that I could like yeah, no just spoilers. Kind of them. Yeah, exactly. It was very, very nice. But like, uh, you know, like <laughs> he was saying, he's like, I think that I think this starts out slow. He's like, I think the first game starts out slow. And I was like, oh, that's yes. interesting. Like, I, I like the first episode just fine. Mm-hmm. But it, like in this, you really get a feel for, you know, I guess sort of like the the urge, but also the urgency to to kind of like talk to everyone and get to know yeah. them. And, and <laughs> you, you, you start to feel like the the kind of like the way it cuts where you're like, oh, there's not enough time to get to know all these people, which is like what the game's kind of telling you. It's like the you get that sense of like, oh, yeah, I want everyone has value, but like there's only so many of you I'm ever going to get to know. Right. Um, and like the, so like the, the times outside of the murder and the trial feel extra sort of potent in this particular one. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, and now that you've kind of seen the other thing is, you know, now you've got a little familiarity with like the structure and stuff and you kind of saw how things went down this one. I mean, if you've played video games before, you know that there will be another murder. So, what? Yeah. <laughs> if you've of, ever ingested media before, you might have right. an inkling as to what's going to happen. Gonna happen. So, so you're extra on guard about that, right? Because, because like the first time through, you're like, okay, like I'm not really sure is this going to happen, and like Kaz does a pretty good job wrong footing you with like um, Sayaka and like all that stuff. And and, like, you know, that's genuinely shocking. So now you're a little more on guard, like, okay, who's going to die now? Who's acting suspicious? But like you, you do have your guard up a little bit more this time around, which I think is like a little more interesting as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think like, you know, the, so I'll, I'll cop to, I, um, I had an interesting experience that I didn't intend to, but um, because I was worried, I I, I kind of looked ahead and and watched the trial before I did this part because okay. I was like I was really worried I wasn't going to get to it, and I was like, oh my god, like I don't want to disappoint anyone. I got <laughs> I got to know enough about this so I can podcast regardless of what happens with my schedule. Right, wasn't a problem, but um, I did learn who died and who was killed, and there's there's a there's a really interesting tension that that brings that I didn't kind of like grasp with the first one. Mm-hmm. It's a it's not a way I'm going to play future chapters, but it was an interesting way to play one because like I I just like I immediately started talking to the victim as much as I could during the downtime and the killer. And like there's a there's a real melancholy in that. And it's 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 hard. Like, I mean, there's another melancholy in that I would have talked to different people and like 
mm-hmm. not gotten to know them. Right. And like, then I would have right. felt like with Junko, I feel this way. Like, why didn't I talk yeah. to Junko more? Like she seemed cool. Right. Um, but like, it, there's a melancholy in talking to the people, you know, are going to die at the end of this chapter where it's like, Oh yeah. yeah like you two are really like super interesting characters and it's going to be done in a minute. Yeah. And I mean, well, and you do kind of get to, um, this isn't, this is not a spoiler, but, um, when you finish the game, you get to do like an alternate, they they have something called school mode. That's basically like an alternate reality where Monokuma (laughs) doesn't make you play the killing game and you just hang out in the school and like build stuff. (laughs) And and that's how, (laughs) that's how the game gets like, lets you like basically catch up with anyone you didn't talk to and like, Oh, that's nice. I appreciate that. That's nice. So so you do kind of get to know like, Oh, this person died in the other one. And like, you get that context of their, cause their conversations are still the same, you know, but it, it is like very, it is like very, it is, it's so stupid. They do that in every one. Sayaka keeps talking only about the first day for some, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so strange. It's like, you kind of have to do that. Cause like, I mean, that's a, that's a visual novel thing where, like i mean especially when there's branching paths it's like okay Mm -hmm. like i I mean even even ones that i think aren't particularly like as good as others like um doki doki Mm -hmm. literature club i think is probably not as good as something like this or even something like um hatful boyfriend where like Mm -hmm. but in in that like i think the method by which you have to go through all the girls stories is compelling like that it like kind of brings you back to the the four every time and you're just like oh now i have to deal with this again in a different way or had a full boyfriend even where it's like okay you did this path now do this path um so that makes sense i i think kaz does a really good job in that he manages to give i'd say like 13 or 12 of the characters like really meaningful like story and development um like, like which is an incredible hit rate um, some, I know people who have played the games know exactly which character I'm talking about that definitely does not get it. We will see later on, but there, there is a lot of thing, but it, it, you know, I, I think there is something about like the familiarity with the game and we've got our guy, Masafumi Takata, just fucking laying out these fucking jams, which you, you kind of get used Very to, good. you know, around <laughs> this time. Um, so good. The investigation music box 15 is like one of my all time favorite, like video game um, songs. That's an incredible one. A lot of the trial music is, is very, uh, extremely based as well. In my it's the only trial music I find that, uh, that rivals my, my fave in uh, Phoenix, Wright. Yeah. I mean, the Phoenix, right. Is... Oh, oh yeah, I got, got, got through trials and tribulations. D- delightful, delightful game. Um, now you're now you're now you're able to speak with authority on uh, yes. on the Phoenix White Right fan franchise. Yes. Um yeah, like I I, I agree and I think like mm-hmm. there's the atmosphere of the school really hits on this one better cuz like you're not on you're not on your back foot. You're not sort of like okay, what are all these rooms? What what's going on here? Right. Like during free time I'm like, okay, I know what I want to do. I want to find like X person or I want to just like look around for others. Um right. And like you just visit everywhere and you're like, are they here? Like, are they in this classroom? And like, oh, the pool's new. Maybe they're going to be in there. There's mm-hmm. very little like, I guess what I'll say is like the, 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 if the first chapter was sort of a, you know, you're, you're in the school, I'm going to give you the lore and then a bit of like, guess what's in my pocket kind of stuff. Right. Um, this feels much more like an organic kind of like, okay, just like live your days. Like you don't know what's going to happen next. And like right. the, the penny doesn't drop for quite a while. Yeah, no, no it, and and that happens like that. I I think in most of the chapters where you know you're just kind of 
they do a good job of kind of giving you other things to do, you know, like Mm -hmm. the way that the school opens up and you're exploring the other stuff and you get like more, um, you know, things that you're kind of looking for, you know, like, especially when, um, you know, you get into later chapters and the cast really narrows down. And like, Mm -hmm. by that point, you know, everyone really well, and it starts getting like really traumatic. Like, wait, who the fuck is going to murder someone at this point? Like, (laughs) like, like, which one, I would be so pissed if one of you bastards actually kills someone, you know, like, and then they do. Yeah. Well, I think that that's probably a good segue to get to the motive, which is, you know, that's Monokuma always drops that in. Um, and this time, He's dealing in secrets, folks. This man, this man has secrets. Uh, he loves it. He loves it. So the uh, the first motive was, you know, kind of an upsetting image, a threat, something to make everyone want to kind of escape the school. Um, this one is more about um, it being disclosed personal information about everyone everyone's got an embarrassing secret that monokuma has for some reason it's not explained how or why he could possibly have that information but he's got it right and that that that's immediately a little bit interesting too because it's something it automatically makes this one a little bit more intimate because the first one is you know i have to get out there to save my friends or my family or you know whatever upsetting thing i saw this one right. is it's going to be too much of hell for all of my friends here to learn this about me. I've got to kill someone to stop. Like, like it's it's better for me if everyone here dies than to just live alongside them with them knowing this weird fact about me, which is mm-hmm. really extreme, but also like a little bit more intimate you know what i'm saying like well and it's also it's true of like teens like if you imagine yourself as a teen there there is a part of you that was like if someone finds out like you know well whatever it was for you there's something for everyone but whatever it was Mm -hmm. for you like if there's someone if anyone finds this out like i would almost rather like everyone says like i'd rather be dead but like you almost Mm -hmm. would like there is this like like the the absolute um uh importance of secrets and and keeping something private i mean like uh Mm -hmm. Bikyun says, like, at one point in the library, he's like, why can't I ever get a moment's peace and quiet here, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. and it's true, like, it's this massive school, and, no, and everyone's always chatting and figuring it out, and, like, there is no privacy, because the cameras are everywhere, too. Right, right, and and that's, well, and, and that's, that's the thing, is, I, I think, with this one that really um, kind of makes it a little, like, interesting, is that you... You know, everyone's kind of having to do that calculus a little bit with like, is is it worth living the rest of my life when I might be an outcast? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that because that's the that's the fear, right? If someone like learning a secret or learning something private about you is that you won't be accepted, right? Or and you know that, um, you know, people are gonna like judge you for it or something like that because. You know, outside of that, you probably wouldn't care that much. You know, you care a little bit, you know, just about privacy in general, but like in a small setting like that, probably not. And then, and so, you know, you're kind of left going, all right, well, no one will kill anyone over that, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I do like, I do appreciate how, like, in this chapter, particularly the beginning, like, um, Monokuma, like, 
plays around with those ideas. Like when he's talking about the locker room and he's like, I will use this gun to shoot anyone who is perverted enough to try and enter the girl's locker room. Very, I mean, yeah. a very sort of like, you know, bathroom defender, Japanese. Yeah. Right. If you watch like any anime, this is something that is not surprising right. to you. Like, it's just like, this is, yeah. this is like it permanent porkies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. shenanigans. Right. Right. But, uh, but like he also says like, but in your rooms, you know, do what you want. It's not my problem. Um, and this makes yeah. Hina really mad. Um, mm. absolutely Hina pilled at this point. She's great. Yeah. Um, Hina. Oh, We're all, we great. love, we love Hina, don't we folks? Oh, she's wonderful. She's a wonderful swimmer. She's, she's getting out there. She's swimming. She's got her buddy Sakura. They're but great. They're a great say, pair. We love them folks. People say, people come up to me and say, I don't, I don't love a good swim. It doesn't make me less depressed. And I say, I've been hearing otherwise. I've been hearing otherwise. Many, many people. Um, but like, there's, you know, there's also the point at which like, um, you know, there, there, there's the controversy over like, well, why are we all meeting for breakfast? There's like Monokuma overhearing yeah. people uh, at the very beginning. Chihiro is like, well, what did I like? We, we like, we made it so that he died when we voted for him when we like said he was guilty and everyone's mm -hmm. like, Chihiro, like don't beat yourself up. We would have all died if we didn't. And she's like, but like, we kind of pulled the trigger and, mm -hmm. and, and when they convince her, Monokuma comes on, he's like, I heard you trying to console yourselves and uh, please don't do that. You, you were absolutely pulled the trigger on. This yeah. <laughs> no, you did it. You murdered your friend. Yeah. yeah <laughs> His right. blood is on your hands, you know, <laughs> but like it is, it is the sense of like, you know, it opens up the school at the same time as it reminds you that like, you're still very much closed in. And I mean, because you are not Makoto, because it's not a one-to-one -one sort of thing, right. it's not terrifying, but it is also like, I don't know, it's affecting. It it, it, yeah. it sets the scene quite well. It's a, it's, it's very atmospheric. That's definitely, mm -hmm. uh, across all three Danganronpa games, that, that is what the one thing that one has that the other two don't quite pull off as well, as well as that atmospheric um, dread that kind of just hangs over everything, you know, like there is a sort of claustrophobic feel to pretty much everything and kind of yep. the way you can't go anywhere. Um, anyway, except the gotcha game, which I uh, played a lot of, I <laughs> exactly. absolutely went wild on the, on the castle machine. Once you get, you get some, uh, once you've got a few mono coins, let me tell you, you can go absolute beast mode on the mono mono machine. Well, and the, after that first trial, they, they load you up. Oh yeah. You're cooking like 75. I just, Bing, 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 giving people the Roman thong or the what is it, like the, the the thong that they say is for anyone who's extremely confident in their posterior. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you gotta you gotta give it to Taka at that point. My man, my man is he he he's caked up. Um, we've got so uh, you know th there's a lot of table setting here. Um, you know you've got. Toko's acting like a freak. Um, I, I believe is it, does she do that before the murder or after the murder? I'm trying to remember. I mean, she's acting like a freak the whole time. She does right. the thing where she is like, she, I mean, she's clearly has a crush on Byakuen or mm. Byakuen, whatever. Yeah, 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 you're close enough. Byakuen, yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. The rich guy. She has a, mm. has a crush on Togami. Him. If we were yeah. surnames, yeah, <laughs> our guy Togami. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but like and she she like she does the thing where she comes to your room and she's like come on do me a favor go talk to him yeah. um but i mean they she's like she's probably my least favorite character in the game i'm sure mm -hmm. there's some sort of secret about her that will make me regret my words and deeds but mm -hmm. um yeah she's acting like a super freak 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Then, so, you, you know, we kind of have these things, um, you know, there's settings and then murder. <laughs> right. We're, we're back on murder here. <laughs> and the murder takes place in one of the new areas. And, and in fact, mm-hmm. like takes place in the place that, um, that, uh, um, well, so in case you weren't aware of all the spoilers we're going to talk about, this is your chance to back out. You can back yeah. out from spoilers now for chapter two. Um, sure. Feel free to do it. I'm vamping here so you can find the pause button on your on your new iPhone. Yeah. Um, boy, and boy, does it look nice. I love the case you have. Um, mm-hmm. I love the color you picked. That's great. Yeah, it's so nice. Um, yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, so... Um, we we see uh uh Chihiro is um is the one who who dies. Um oh. and did I say his name right? Yeah, Chihiro. Okay. Yep, you got it. Okay. Perfect. I'm like so bad with names and there's like 16 of them. Yeah, I don't it, it gets <laughs> easier as you go cuz you have well, fewer sure. to remember. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Um yeah. uh, but yeah. yeah, like Chihiro Chihiro is the one who dies and mm-hmm. Chihiro not only dies um but Chihiro dies in the locker room, which is also the place where Chihiro initially was saying like, "Man, I am like I would love to work out and get stronger, but I cannot go into a locker room." And mm-hmm. and the girls are like, "Why not? Like, you don't want to go swimming with us?" And Chihiro's like, "Ah, no, <laughs> like I can't do it." Mm-hmm. Um so it is sort of like it's this rough situation where Chihiro is killed in 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 the locker room. Um in in the women's locker room, it looks like, um, at least initially, yeah. Uh, and she's displayed as well. It's like a very mm-hmm. upsetting, fucked up thing. She's like basically crucified, and there's shit written on the walls. That's bloodlust. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's a lot. There's just some some upsetting things, and it, it just it's it's very upsetting because Chihiro is the sweet baby. Chihiro's always the sweet, been the sweet baby, and it's like oh, she's so, it. he's so nice. Yeah, it's so nice. Like, it's yeah. just like in, in talking to Chihiro this time around, I really came to appreciate him a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the conversations are really fun and like the reactions when you give him something are really like really great. Yeah. Um, no, he's so, a yeah, no, he's an a plus cutie, a plus cutie Chihiro, our sweet, our sweet baby. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's very upsetting, you know, it's back to back Sayaka and Chihiro is a brutal way to, you know, have two murders go down. Kaz is, Kaz is hitting you, man. Like, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta get it done. You gotta get in the mode of Danganronpa and like, Mm -hmm. you're not ready for it. No, no, you're not. Yeah, exactly. Now, now, you know, this, this one definitely puts you on notice if you're like kind of sitting on, you know, like. For example, uh, anyone who might have like some main character vibes, you're like, oh shit, okay, now I really gotta like anyone can die. And let me, everyone <laughs> well, knows. I guess except you. I don't think Makoto is gonna die. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see. We will we'll see. see. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a dark screen for the rest of it. Yeah. Although I, I did, I did feel like when, when uh, the ultimate rich kid was talking about being the main character and how he can't be killed and, you know, the, the very idea was absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, well, that's true of Makoto. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna say we, one we of us has that. plot armor, homie. Let's see what is. Like, yeah, let's see Not what you. happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, should we move? I mean, I mean, we have you know, there's an investigation portion. There's all sorts of things. You know, we're we're finding, um, we're finding broken pads in the sauna. You know, there's um, stuff in the girls' locker room that doesn't match up. What's in you know 
with before. There's some weird things going on. Um, Kyoko does an autopsy, um, and you know everything happens on. And we go to the trial, folks. We're back at the trial, and we're back at our beautiful Monokuma presiding over things and being now. Before being we just get to a an asshole. He's awful, but, yeah. I mean, but he's, I, I've come to like him a bit more. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's awful to feel that way, but it's, it's he's it's, so it's, he's so funny, but also like you fucking hate him. Like he's, he's the, the worst. Perfect, it's the perfect. The Monokuma like, theaters in this one are particularly fun. Yeah, <laughs> I hate myself because I'm so average. And I'll probably get to an okay school, but I'm I'm a copy paste. I'm an NPC. Yeah, yeah. he Cats rules. He's so funny. But like the the um the one thing I wanted to mention before we get to the trial that you that it, you did not mention was the um the sauna fight, which I think oh, yes. deserves a small mention. Um, right. which was great uh, between mm-hmm. uh, between the the ultimate class hero and Mondo, the uh, the ultimate biker gang um, yeah. guy. Uh, and that was, that was beautiful. I, I loved that. I loved the way it worked out. I loved how transparent the ending of it was. It, it ruled. Yeah. I mean, that is, yeah. I mean, that's the other kind of big thing that happens is this chapter is, you know, uh, Taka gets a little bit of character development as you, you know, pointed out at the top, you know, like mm-hmm. he goes from being a two dimensional character to being someone, Hey, I've like made a friend and like, yeah. you know, you even see him kind of like loosening up on rules a little bit and like, you know, the implication is that, you know, Mondo adheres to like this manly code. And that's really what Taka is looking for is like a code. You know, that's yeah, why he, he wants real moral compass is he wants rules and, you know, something to abide by. And, and you know, the Mondo's kind of showing him a different but still a code to live by, which kind of, you know, lets him, you know, loosen up at least a little bit because he's still operating within rules. Like he needs structure, but it's just a little bit different than like the black and white law of the school yeah. rules and more of the, you know, men. <laughs> has gonna, anyone, has anyone uh, thought to suggest that Mondo or Taka might be a good uh, left wing Jordan Peterson or Andrew Tate for our for our young men? Oh, this would um, be great. <laughs> Taka like, would tell you to clean your room. Someone just like someone seriously saying that visual novels are the leftist Andrew Tate. Like, just have <laughs> I you can make I would I would uh, I would put Battler Ushiro me a Battler from uh, Umineko when they cry is going to save our. Our, our precious Gen Z. Just have, <laughs> just have like 12 year old boys play Subahibe and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, it's weird. They ended up more fucked up than before. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> it's so crazy. So this is a bad move. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like, so, so we get to the trial. Um, yeah. What do you, I, I, I want to know what you want because your name mm. on the previous one was uh, Monokuma Lesson Edition. Yes, um, that was your. I, I I I want to hear your thoughts on Monokuma in this trial. So I I, I have so this is normally how I prepare for these as I watch the trial um, again and this one. So this one is kind of divided into a couple of stages, okay? Because the first half of the trial is sort of um, there's a there's a Kaz misdirect which he doesn't right. do often, but he does do this sometimes. So this one. You're kind of you, there's there's sprinkled throughout your investigation are references to uh, genocide Jack, uh, genocider Shio in uh, Japanese version. Um, genocide Jack is a murderous killer, serial killer, 
Um, they mentioned the, him in the first case too, just sort of like oh, offhandedly. A little bit, yeah. So yeah. He's, he's like someone who's been around. Um, he's killed six hundred people. They say <laughs> something, something like absurd, unreasonable. A lot of people, yeah, just killed a ton of people. Um, and so you know, you find out, okay, like the body was kind of displayed, like you know, there's there's a lot of similarities to genocide, Jack, and this ends with Byakuya pretty cruelly unmasking Toko as the who genocide Jack is. Um, mm. Now, uh, again, we're going back to, you know, things being problematic. There's a pretty um, not, there's a multiple personality disorder. Um, this is a bad localization. Thing. Yeah. So they've got dissociative identity disorder and they do correctly like point out, point that out. But, you know, the dissociative identity disorder where it's a serial killer is like, A, that's one thing. But then B, because of the localization, there's like not enough characters in a hangman's gambit. The, the word they want you to use for multiple personality disorder is schizo, <laughs> which, is, oh, no. which is tragic. This is an unfortunate localization thing. I'm sure that they tried their best to find a way. The five kanji that they were using in the, in the Japanese version that just could not Listen, get Listen, it's, it's just it's it's a little harder. problematic. It's hard. Yeah, this is the problematic episode. So, you know, you know all that stuff, uh, you know... Obviously, this is a very silly thing to kind of have, but Toko has multiple personalities, and one of them is a serial killer. <laughs> it's revealed. And so it's implied that it looks like Toko is the one who murdered Chihiro and Strunger. Right. So that is that is where we go with that. Um, and then, uh, but luckily, our beautiful Makoto and our wonderful Kyoko um, say not so fast. Um, <laughs> not and- so fast. Suddenly, it looks like um, Byakuya is the one who staged it. Um, used right. his cord, um, all sorts of other things, um, and you know, genocide. Jack didn't do it, and you know, because you know, they say you know, because Chihiro is a girl, or so we think at this point. Genocide. Jack says that I couldn't have killed. You know, I, I don't kill women. I only kill I only kill men I find attractive. Yes, you only classic kill black widow behavior. Yeah, so this is a, this is a. A trope. She's doing tropes, folks. Um, <laughs> Other no. tropers have marked this as. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like it, it, what I like about what I like about this whole thing is like it's it's like three Mr. X. And as sort of, I don't know, as cheap as that can be or as hacky as that can be, I think it's done very well here. And it's also it's a fun version. I mean, it is also kind of like. Yeah, there's there's elements that are tone deaf, like you say, like within the yeah. mental illness element and within the yeah. the sort of like identity element with Chihiro. Um, but it also kind of speaks to the like some fairly straightforward like cottage mystery standards. Like, yes. oh, you thought this person was X, but they fooled you with the disguise or like the killer has been under our nose the whole time. Right. Um, but it's not the actual killer of these people. Like it's, it's fun to see that that used in this case. Like especially since like uh, Biakio is reading the the mystery novel early on too, and he's like, yeah, you know, right. This is a pretty boring mystery novel, but I I, I know what I wouldn't do now. Yeah, well, and especially like you know, and 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 this is trotted out so early in the thing. You know, you see that it's a misdirect, and this is where Kaz kind of gets you because when I remember, I distinctly remember playing to this trial. And I was like, and when, when, when we catch Biyaki uh, telling lies, I'm like, all right, got you, motherfucker. I hate you. I know you did this shit. 
I am going to send you to hell. Bye bye. So bad. You suck so bad. I want you bags of money. I want you. I want you fucking dead. I'm going to get you this time, motherfucker. And I was so happy that we were finally getting Biakia out of here. And and that is not this. Then that's kind of the second half of the misdirect. Is actually, it was not Biakia. Um, as it turns out, he just. Again, one of the only rare Chasma steps that I tried to figure out on a rewatch, and I still don't, it's still not totally clear why Byakuya did that. Okay. <laughs> I was scared to ask. I thought yes. I missed it, and I was like, no. but wait, if he if he got his way, then everyone would die. Like, what's the Yeah. What's no, the and point? they say that to him, and he's like, well, I just, it was interesting. I would have revealed it before it got to that point. And it's like, but why? Like, I don't. <laughs> so what's and, the point? <laughs> like, like. And like Kyoko kind of like makes that I, I think Kyoko says something about like because she does this later on in the trial is like, you know, she, to get the killer to like slip up, you know, like like make it look like the pressure was on him or Toko to get the, you know, to tease out the the real right. killer, which like I guess fair. But he really it's a pretty intense thing that he goes into what he thinks is the girl's lock. He goes into the girl's locker room. Cause Mondo's made the switch at that point. Um, he, um, hangs a corpse of his friend and just does well, some friends. In fairness, yeah. he doesn't like anyone. Yeah. Well, they are enemies yeah. I guess this is like, <laughs> someone, it's still just like a, a crazy fucking thing to do. And no, it's, it's like nuts. one of the only, it's one of the only times in the whole series where I'm like, I, I don't know, man, this is, <laughs> this is a little fun. I love, I love how Kiko is like, she's the ultimate, um, she's, she's the ultimate excuse maker, the ultimate rationalizer. Yeah. <laughs> like with this and with the, with the uh, Sayaka thing where she's like, actually, maybe she likes you a lot. Ultimately. Yeah. Like, Did you think so about funny. maybe her trying to frame and kill you was actually, uh, her just uh, loving you so much that it was like, crazy. <laughs> it was crazy how much she loved you the most of anyone in the world. Uh, I hate how you love bomb me by, by framing me for murder. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's crazy. I can't reciprocate your feelings when you lure another man into my room to murder him there. <laughs> I hate fellas, fellas. We all know when the ladies be doing this, right? Like we, we've all been there. Right? We've all been, in there oh women be framing women be framing <laughs> don't let a woman into your room she will frame you for murder she will frame you for murder the absolute the absolute most important stereotype that's why, that's why i that need to know that's why i've never let a woman in my room in 33 years of life and wow <laughs> you are so, you're so that's my first secret off, that first off so brave second off so careful yeah <laughs> And no, you you, you yeah. can't tell, but I'm looking at Sam right now, and Sam is as like eligible a bachelor as you could want. Um, yeah. Yeah, sort so of I, you can see my all my assorted PlayStation Four games over my shoulder. So Oof. you know if you're Oof. interested in uh, you know any of the three hitmans, uh, feel free to, to come over and peruse. Unless you're a woman. Because again, I won't let you in the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have, have to receive yeah. the Hitman game outside of the room. Right, exactly. We'll um, slide it under the door. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the trial. Back to the trial. Um, we had uh, we had a light. We had a delightful. Uh, so we've got this delightful thing, and what we we have a slow ramp up of Celeste being the primary witness on this one because she's the right. one who's seen. Chihiro the night before acting a little squirrely, um, getting a tracksuit, yeah, yeah tracksuit, tracksuit in a gym bag, and 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 heading out. Um, she's the last one to see him alive, and through just a series of things, you're able to work out that she was 
meeting some like she met someone there, um, which is why she was in a rush. You know, whereas we know he um, and, you know, it's slowly revealed that and Kyoko kind of reveals that she found this out during the autopsy that um, Chihiro is a boy, um, you know, dresses like a girl. Um, I did think it was extremely tasteless that Kyoko uh, reveals it by going, she's a man, baby. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that was was really kind of weird. But that uh, was yeah. I didn't think she should do that. And the fact that um, Elephant, (laughs) the the. Wow, fuck! What's the name of the um the Quincy Jones song from Austin Powers? Fuck. Um, oh, um, yeah. I didn't think they, I didn't think they should have done that when they go back to examine the corpse. That was odd. Uh, it was a real, yeah, good, again another misstep. Yeah, a misstep <laughs> to have the Austin Powers uh, theme. <laughs> it's, uh, he really thought movie. it had a lot more staying power than it did. I, mean, I, I guess we all did in two thousand. I think there literally is an Austin Powers reference like later on in the series, which is like, not extremely funny. Um, but the uh, but anyway, yeah, they they uh, you know, so it, it it turns out you know a lot of the stuff we got out of you know, out of the way at the top of the show that you know Chihiro. Um, it's a boy who dressed like a girl, um, and it's you know eventually, you know, parsed out that she was asking someone to help her, him now, you know, as we know now, so he was asking someone to help him get stronger. Um, and I, I don't exactly recall how we find out it's Mondo, but <laughs> we yeah, get. There. I forgot that too. Yeah. I do remember that, like. I mean, the the sort of like the in, in the recap, I'm remembering the recap because I, I watched it again to to f- re- refresh my memory. But yeah. there is the I mean, the implication is that he kind of meets Mondo in the locker room by chance. And like Mondo just takes that opportunity uh, to kill him. So like it, I, I'm not entirely sure there was like it felt like a crime of opportunity. It was so it it is it, they were training like together. I mean, right, it, it, right, it is right. something that is it was a preordained thing. Like they they were meeting each other. It's you know, what we learn how the crime goes down um, is that we learn You're right. that You're right. Mondo, you know, becomes enraged um, by Chihiro saying that you know he just he wants to get stronger, and you know that he's scared of being so weak. He's scared of this terrifying scenario where he's the smallest and weakest one he's easy prey um and he's just never been able to get stronger and kind of his way of opting out of you know becoming the person he wanted to be is um you know was dressing like a girl now again this is where we get into sort of the problematic identity things and (laughs) kaz misunderstanding some stuff but this is, you know, but just f- strictly from Chihiro's point of view and what Chihiro wants in this situation. This is this is what makes Mondo mad is that he kind of he offers but as a you know a promise between men that he's gonna help him train. And he sees right. how courageous Chihiro is being in the face of what he's got going on and how scared he is. And it makes Mondo feel in turn, like very weak and realize that he's never going to be strong enough to wrestle with his own secret, which is that he has, he killed his brother um, on accident by, um, in a, in a reckless bike race, um, being too risky. His brother had to push him out of the way and his brother died. And, you know, we, we get a little bit of extra added context because Mondo is the ultimate bike leader. You know, this is, 
that race and beating his brother is sort of what laid the groundwork for his power and his authority within the the biker right. gangs. So it's something that's like critical to Mondo's identity is that he is, is this lie that he beat his brother, you know, and his brother messed up um, because Mondo was beating him, um, which Mondo's brother basically with his dying breath told him to run with, you know, yeah, live this yeah, life. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, I, you know, it's it's also really interesting. I, Mondo was the other person I talked to a lot, a little bit, I, I guess. And um, I liked the the uh, the little. Um, there's some flavor text about like why his gang is called like the Crazy Diamonds, mm-hmm. um, and not just because it's a cool reference to like a song, JoJo like, Part uh, Four, like JoJo <laughs> yeah. or Metal Gear Solid yeah, or something. Right. Yeah, it, no, it's it's not just because of that. Right. <laughs> it's because of that. It's not just because of that. But uh, it's also because his brother was named Dio and he was named Mondo and the the Diamondo. Um, mm, right, and like that's cool. It also sort of like speaks to Mondo's character in that like he really can't be himself entirely unless he's you know with someone else like mm-hmm. he's comfortable with his gang he's comfortable with taka when they're like kind of like growing it up you know he's even like comfortable with chiro with like the the, the promise right like that right. idea of, of a promise it's mm-hmm. always a, a, he has to exist i mean most at best uh he's he's a dyad right like he, he wants mm-hmm. to be part of a team of two at almost right. all times or at least like some sort of like group that has a pact and like right you know the it's what makes the murder very sad too in that like mm-hmm. you know he 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 kills chihiro because he feels like he can't have that in the same way chihiro is is able to right like he can't be yeah. strong and independent well and to your point i think that you know all the diet stuff it, you know it comes from not being able to live with himself um right. which i think is Anyone who's had depression or wrestled with mental health stuff knows this is uh, something that fucking happens a lot is, you know, quieting, not wanting to be by yourself, not wanting to just have time to think. Um, if you've ever been depressed, trying to go to sleep is one of the worst fucking things because it's the only time when you've got to be alone with your thoughts. And that's kind of where, you know, that that's what Mondo has, you know, is he's, he is racked by you know, feelings of insecurity, feelings of not being good enough. Um, and, you know, that is just crushing, you know, he can't escape from that. And you have, yeah. you know, and then you've got, you know, cause he and Chihiro are, you know, kind of opposites, just, you know, physically he's a big, strong guy. Chihiro's, you know, little, little, little weak fellow that is, you know, dressed like a girl. And the fact that it's like one final what pushes Mondo kind of over the edge is it's like, you know, like that Chihiro, he just gets so jealous of Chihiro for having that, you know, that the irony here is that Chihiro has the strength that Mondo would like trade everything for, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. And like Chihiro is a really interesting character this way in that like, you know, he, he, he always is willing to say like, you know, this is where, this is like, this is the thing I want. Like I want to be stronger mm-hmm. and to say like, I want to be stronger so that I'm not holding people back, but it's never like, it's because I'm worthless, right? Like the, you don't get right. a lot of like Chihiro's, uh, me, uh, Chihiro's sort of reasoning for things. It's never like, you know, it's because I, I suck or because I'm worthless or because I'm like a, mm-hmm. a dead weight. The idea is like, no, no, like I don't want to 
you know, make you guys like, I don't want to be a target and I don't want to hold anyone back. So I'm going to change and like, try to try to be stronger and stuff. There is like, there is a, it's, it's slightly different. And Chihiro deals with depression too, but like, Mm -hmm. it's a different kind of depression. It's not a, it's not a fatalistic sort of thing. Um, there's like methods of dealing with it. And, and, you know, we, we can talk all day about whether or not, you know, that, that makes sense or not, but like it, Chihiro is a different person who is dealing with uh, his problem in like yeah. uh, ultimately a healthier way than than yeah. Amando is. Well, I think you know. To uh, uh, dare I say, I think Chihiro's kind of acting with hope. You know, he's striding yeah. towards something that is you know hopeful, a better future for himself, one where he's kind of become the person that he wants to be. Whereas Mondo is kind of you know in despair. Because he, you know, he has two options. He can maintain the status quo or it can all fall apart, you know, and, yeah. you know, anyone who's wrestled with despair knows that <laughs> having that damned if you do, damned if you do choice is like really what fucking that's the thing that like drives you insane. So it is. And once again, it's just such yeah. a problem that neither of us have any experience with this. I mean, <laughs> we'll do our best to, to kind of, <laughs> I'm just kind of putting, you know, I'm, I'm tremendously successful. I have many leather bound books. Um, oh no, it's, I, yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And like, it's yeah. also interesting that this would happen to the person that you'd think like in the world uh, itself would have the most uh, power, right? Like right. being like the head of a biker gang. But it also explains why you'd go to Host Peak, right? Like that's also been the question. Like, why did you even come here? And it's because like it guarantees success, right? And yeah. this is again like the Sayaka thing. Like you want that guarantee. You don't want the the you don't want the party to end. Yeah. Well, and then this is the thing, you know, like the thing well the thing the other thing that they kind of nail home with the trial that I want to touch on like real quick before I forget is that you know the other thing that they is is mondo is is a crime of passion you know he mm-hmm. wasn't even necessarily trying to get out of the the school he just more like bad things happen like monokuma's secret just put pressure on him in like his weak spot and kind of bent him to the breaking point where like you know, one wrong thing just kind of set him off, you know? And then that's kind of, that's another thing that will happen sometimes in these Tank and Rapa games. There's not always these cold premeditated things. It's Monokuma turning up the heat on people to the point where, you know, you, again, I hate to do the fucking leftist thing, but like material conditions, you know, like, like if you're, you, you exist in a certain, like, like if you're, if you're in a certain, um, part of, you know, you're, you're living in these certain conditions. If certain things are happening to you, it's going to encourage certain behaviors and it doesn't, you know, the moralism Danganronpa makes a case over and over and over again, that anyone could be the victim and anyone could be the killer, which I think inherently makes it a little bit of a, a Marxist text, if you will, you know, if you'll allow it, if let's go, <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. Like, and I think, like, you know, there's, it's sort of like a, a more compelling version of the, you, you know, like the Batman Joker thing, where it's like, you know, one one bad day, like one bad day did this to me. Like, how did you become the Joker? Well, all it took was one bad day. Yeah. Um. And like, 
you know, I always I always liked that because it it kind of gets at something again, like it gets at material conditions and and the, the nature of pressure and the nature of tragedy and stuff. Right. In that, like, uh, you know, it, in ways that a lot of stuff in God in Batman uh, does not. But like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, but like in 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 a like in in Danganronpa, I think it does a good job of that. In that, like, everyone essentially says, like, listen, I'm not going to none of us are going to kill each other. And then like the two people who sort of opt out in Toko and uh, Byakua are just like, yeah, like I'm, I'm in it for myself. Cause like, there's no, there's no way I can confirm that you people wouldn't try to kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone else is like, look, we're just in this together. We're not going to do it. But under the right circumstances, that promise doesn't ter- mean terribly much because you're not thinking straight. You're not like, it, I mean, that's the whole point of a crime of passion. And like, yeah. I think what Danganronpa does really well is it constructs the conditions for a crime of passion in a very, very short period of time, um, which is not particularly easy. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that fail in that way, right? Like right. there's all sorts of things where you'd be like, well, I wouldn't kill in that situation. Um mm-hmm. But again, like, uh, you know, one of the one of the kind of brilliant things about this game is everyone's so characterized and often well characterized that, like, you don't have to think, like, what would I do in this situation? You have to think, what would they do in this situation? Right. And well, it, I, I, what I like so much is it'll always start out with why the fuck would anyone kill anyone in this situation? And then by the end of the trial, I'm like, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, I get it. We got that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we got there. Um, they just. Well, and, yeah, your secret. Your secret is that you. Uh, it's not even a secret about you. It's just a secret that if you don't get out, uh, the Celtics are going to trade Jason Tatum for OG and Nona to be. Well, it's, um, it's Robert Williams actually. Oh, they're going to trade Rob. Was, and, yeah, and trade I murdered Rob. everyone. I I killed everyone. I didn't even yeah. wait for the trial. Like, I just murdered everyone to get out of there as soon as possible. Got to get out of here, Rob. <laughs> Rob. Rob, no, please. Um, the, um, but. But I, I, the thing that, um, the the thing that I, I think really, um, the, the the thing that I, I I think that really hammers this home though is that kind of one of the reasons Mondo got caught is because he was still trying to protect Trahira's secret after the fact too. Yeah, which, that's a that's a really interesting point. Yeah, and I think that that again says a lot about. Mondo, you know, he didn't come clean. He didn't tell everyone, hey, I murdered him. Let's kill me, you know. But <laughs> he did try to make it so in the trial, you know, thing, you know, similar to, you know, Sayaka kind of salvaging, you know, you know, Makoto's, uh, you know, kind of at the last second kind of redeeming herself a little bit by like, you know, giving Leon up. Um, this is, a, you know, a more intense version of that and a more, um, you know, cleanly black and white where at risk to himself and getting caught. And then I think this is kind of what gets him caught is that he, puts, oh, yeah. yeah, he defends Chihiro's secret because he, you know, respected Chihiro and, you know, Chihiro wasn't ready to tell everyone the secret and he feels like he owes it to Chihiro to, uh, you know, keep that confidentiality. So, you know, he could have just left him in the boys locker room and then everyone would have been, confused and you know he probably could have got away with it more but he tries to do the crime scene swap to like you know it, it, is, it seems like an, it, an insane yeah. plan 
It is. Why, why don't more criminals try this? <laughs> well, I, well, it's also funny because like when you're parsing it out in the thing, you know, that's what you assume is, oh, he swapped the crime scene to like confuse us. And it's like, I'm, yes, but not so he wouldn't get caught. It's, you know, because yeah. the notebook thing is ultimately what gets Mondo caught, you know, is and that's what everything figures out is, you know. And unlike, unlike, I mean, unlike we were saying about Biakua, where like he is not... Like where, like you said, he strings up a friend, and I said, "Well, he doesn't consider anyone friends. He's like a right. doesn't have feelings." But like, yeah. Mondo considers Chihiro a friend even after killing him. Um, yeah, and that I mean that's what's sad about it. But it's also like it it is consistent with Mondo's character that he says something rash and kind of has to live with it, but ultimately tries to like live up to his principles at the same point. Exactly, exactly, and it's just. It's a, and it ends up being a tragedy. Um, one of the more bizarre executions. <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> weird. <laughs> like it's like almost a bit. Like this I is, loved, I loved all the pompadour imagery in this. I love yeah. that Monokuma gets a pompadour. I love in the mm-hmm. sauna that uh, that Mondo has a towel on his pompadour. Mm-hmm. There's um, all sorts of good stuff. Oh, the the other interesting thing about this one is that um, your your final showdown is not with Mondo himself as the culprit because mm-hmm. he's not really defending himself um, right and it, it is taka who who steps up and you right. know he's the only one who believes in him including mondo you know yeah. and that's um, that's sweet actually yeah and it, it is you know that makes it almost a little bit more devastating because you know mondo is not really trying to save himself he's like okay boom i got busted you guys found out about Chihiro's secret that sucks that was what i was trying to protect um yeah, I'm a, uh, it's kind of a bummer. I'm, uh, you know, and Taka just kind of goes to the mat for him um, in a very upsetting way. And it's just, again, this game just, I, it's a stupid, silly little game, but it, pretty good at, it, Kaz is pretty good at rank, getting that emotional um, investment pretty quick and really. Well, I think it's because, I think it's because it takes like, it takes yeah. the motivations of its characters seriously. Like they're all right. kind of silly and they, they, you know, there's mm-hmm. like little throwaway lines and stuff, but like they actually also like all the characters care about something deeply mm-hmm. and it's not played as a joke at any point going back to Jahira. Like it's never played as a joke. It's always played as like, actually like what if a person really did care super deeply about this? Like what if Taka finally made his first friend and that like means more to him than like a rule does or like, Right. What if Mondo like cares so much about the mistakes he's made that he like he can't get past them? It's like, yeah, that's like they are just goofy stereotypes, but also they're like real people, um, which is kind of like I mean, it, it's it's you know, there, there's a lot of reasons why it's interesting that they make they add all the ultimates in and, and do the game. I mean, like, you know, it's what um, Celeste says is a zero sum game. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's part of it. But it's also interesting because, like, it is a really good way of saying, like, all these ultimates are just pretty much just normal people at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I'm there's, I'm I'm saving that point a little bit because there's there's going to be some other trials that are a little better um, at underlining it. But I mean, the there is definitely a point to. Hope's Peak being a ultra exclusive school and, you know, everyone being mm-hmm. these ultimate talents and these people, you know, these young teenagers who are kind of, uh, you know, fast tracked for success. Right. Um, 
I saw some people really enjoyed this. People had played the games listening to our first one. So I kind of wanted to, you know, before we get out of here, um, oh, I wanted we to. We also should talk about the execution too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah. So let's talk about the execution. And then I want to, uh, one thing I want to ask. I'm so excited to hear what people yeah. enjoyed. Yes. So the, they don't the, tell uh, me about this. They have to tell you about it. Right. Well, I heard. Um, but yeah, so we'll, 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 let's just do the execution real quick. So um, they, they put our, our poor boy Mondo on a uh, on a bike and spin him around until he's butter. Um, yeah, he, he goes in one of those cool cages that they like drive bikes around at, at, at carnivals. Uh, yep. Monokuma drives him in and then hops off the bike and does like a dance. And then he turns into butter and Monokuma eats him on pancakes. Yes. Um, so... By the way, that's like fucking canon, which is so funny. <laughs> like there's there's an anime scene where somebody's like being haunted by like ghosts of people who died in the first Danganronpa and like Mondo does just turn into butter <laughs> in the anime, which is very silly. And, like, that's I, I think so it's, weird. It's so funny. Like, is that a Japanese old, like pun? Is that a pun that's lost it, in translation? It, or? it might be, but it's also like taken pretty seriously. Like it, it, that scene in the anime is like not a joke. It's like very traumatic. Like that's weird. It's really weird, especially considering there's no other I'm thinking through it real quick. Yeah. All the other, that's like the only like execution to me. That's like kind of funny. Like all the other ones are like really brutal and like very upsetting. So, like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's very weird. Leon's was awful. Yeah. Like, and there's, there's some really bad one. I mean, I'm, I'm still recovering from the execution in the first V3. It's absolute oh, just awful. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so they, they kill, Mondo and our guy Taka does not take it well. Um, he's going through it, folks. He's having a hard time, and it's a it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I I love our sweet boy Taka. It, it, again, good characterization because he's so annoying in the first chapter, and then I he's one, he's actually one of my favorite characters. <laughs> he does start to turn around a lot. Yeah, I really I like after the sauna and going yeah. forward. I was like, this guy's actually all right. Yeah. He's our sweet, our sweet boy. He he just wanted. He had his friend. He had he had a, he had a friend for three days. <laughs> oh no! He made the most of it. He really he made did. the most of it. So, what was the thing people liked? So, one thing people liked, um, and I'm not going to say this for obvious reasons, but there were certain things you said in the first episode where, like, people who had played the games were like, because <laughs> you're like you're like alluding to something that's like going to be coming down the, the pike. So. I think Fantastic. this is like fantastic to make it fun for, I, I think this would be a fun thing also just to kind of calibrate where you're at. Oh, what do you think is kind of like going on? I want to hear some of your theories kind of going from trial two to hmm. trial three. Like, okay. If you have any, because I huh. think this is, this would be kind of fun for people who have like played the games. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about, I was thinking about how per- earlier on in this episode, I was thinking about how perfect the numbers line up for, for there to be one survivor. If all the cases go well, Mm-hmm. except that Junko also died. So we currently have an even number of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're leading up to, unless there's another incidental death, which of course there could be, we're leading up to a Makoto and one other person scenario, which is very strange to me to think about. Mm-hmm. In terms of why the why they're happening, I don't really know. I think it has something to do, I mean, it seems like it might be hope's peak either running out of money and selling to a shadowy group who wants to like do eugenics or like make the ultimate competition 
uh, either kaiji style for ratings or mm-hmm. um, or just because because they're they're crazy. Um, I also think um, it could be that it is in fact Hope's Peak for real doing this, and this is just like uh, mm-hmm. a kind of like um, Monokuma is basically a a way to to. I don't know. Iron sharpens iron. The mm-hmm. ultimates into a much better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's become clear that Monokuma is a tool as opposed to a ringleader. I will yes. say that. Yes, it seems like, and I and I will confirm this. In every Danganronpa game, the person responsible is is someone's name that you know at the beginning of the game like, like oh interesting. Out, yeah like it is it is one of the the people you meet like you know their name so like every mastermind is someone you know their name and face like it is <laughs> i'm gonna just go ahead and yeah. say it's i i'm gonna say two people i think it is definitely not mm-hmm. i think it is definitely not Biakua or mm-hmm. celeste i think that is okay. too obvious and i do not think it's them yeah, because they are they are kind of the the most antagonistic. Toko a little bit too, you know, but like they're, yeah. they're, Byakuya is clearly the antagonist character of like one, you know. If That's I had enough. to make a guess, and yeah. I'll just make the guess because this will make people laugh. I don't mm-hmm. know anything. This is a pure guess. I have not read ahead. I, I mm-hmm. will not. Um, if I had to make a guess, and this pains me because I like her, uh, it would be Kyoko. That would be my guess. I'm not looking at Sam's face right now. He's not giving me any tells yeah. uh, one way or the other. So, uh, so yeah, that's my guess. But uh, I, I feel like I feel like Celeste and Biakyu are, are are absolutely red herrings mm-hmm. in the in the classic, you know, Agatha Christie sense of like, right. you know, you get them in there. They they seem super obvious, and then they're the ones who die next, or they just like absolutely didn't do it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, I think that's I think that's going to be delightful for friends of that. I'm just I'm so interested because I was sure, yeah, like the the Kaiji Hunger Games thing was going on. Like the, when I saw the cameras, I was like, okay, I've seen this. <laughs> yeah. I know what this is. <laughs> and I was kind of operating from from that you know perspective for pretty much the rest of the game. You know, mm-hmm. like and it's it's interesting how the expectations are, you know, can kind of play around with that, you know, like the bad guy's just Hyodo and he's watching (laughs) (laughs) getting all crazy about it, drinking all sorts of wine or whatever. Well, and it's, you know, it's, there's there's also all kinds of stuff. The other thing Danganronpa games always do that is they always have a scene at the beginning that you kind of forget about that ends up being like important later on. So like, it's a classic. Yeah. So, and you know, like, I don't know if you remember this, but Danganronpa one opens with uh, a man getting executed by Monokuma and like shot in a rocket and then coming back down. And that's, oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so like there's always there's always like something like that that's like going on in like the Danganronpa hmm. games that is uh, a little. I've forgotten all about it, but now I'm going to kind of think about it again. Yeah, it's a little. It's yeah, no this 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 trial really sold me on the game. I have to say, like mm-hmm. problematic and all. I I, I do think it could have been better. Yeah. Um, but I also think like Mondo's respect for, for Chihiro is, is very sweet and yeah, kind of like a sweet way to kind of round out that, that character. Um, but that aside, like, I think like the structure and everything really, like, I feel like I have my feet under me in this series a lot oh, better. Yeah. And it gets, you know, it, it, it gets a lot better. I, I'm going to agree 
with um I'm, I'm sorry i've forgotten his name um the king that you told me has already played through all of them um oh but, uh, oh yeah um uh, uh rory 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 i agree with king rory here because that is um absolutely my experience i think danganronpa i think danganronpa one is one of the hardest ones to get into and it's one of the slowest to start which is brutal because you kind of have to play them in order but it's it, it only gets better from here. So, well, well that's, I mean, that's the visual novel lesson that you have yes. to, you have to put in your, you have to put in your dues and then you yeah. get to tell people that, um, you know, Omineko is the best work yeah. of uh, literature <laughs> in the past 20 <laughs> to tell years. Everyone, oh God, it's, it, it really sucks. Cause I, I, I like genuinely believe that and it's like a hundred hours long and it's like, no one will ever do this. Like I'll never be able to talk about it with anyone. You got to use the bad art. You got to use yeah. the, well, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe that could be our, maybe that could be our thing we do in like three years. Um, yeah. I just don't want to talk about. <laughs> I would love, in three I would years. love to do, I would love to do Umineko. It's almost more like a round table for Umineko. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, you'll bring in everyone for it. Bringing the whole crew. All right, Sam. Well, where can people find you? I know that you were on a podcast called um, uh, Hail to the Chief about uh, the many things that Joe Biden is doing for our country. Yeah. Well, it also imagines what if Joe Biden were the protagonist of the Halo games? Um, So (laughs) Hail to the Chief. Um, Mac, podcast, now you have to start <laughs> yeah. instead of uh John 8828, he's um Mac, Mac, come on, man. Come on, man. Um, no, uh, you can uh, we are we have our podcast, you know, ball on uh, twice a week. Uh, we're actually, if you're an NBA fan, we're doing slop fest for the NBA trade deadline. We're going to be streaming for nine hours straight. That's right, folks, Ooh. nine hours straight for the trade debt or six hours straight. Maybe not nine hours, maybe six hours straight. Uh, but we're going to be covering uh, trade deadlines. Uh, find me on Twitter at NBA Baby Secret. Um, You're really going to want to see Sam's reaction for when, jeez, uh, I'm trying to think of one of the terrible names that's going to get traded. Uh, oh, yeah. Geez, I don't know. There's like yeah, no with OG, well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like uh, when Terrence Ross is uh, suddenly go. dealt to the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, t- Trevor's beautiful Philadelphia 76ers. When they make the money work and get Eric Gordon here. uh, When when teams are getting under the tax line so they can uh, (laughs) get their finances so the owners don't have to pay the tax. Yeah. It's great that you guys are are streaming for nine hours, so you can fully explain what the MLE is. Um, oh, I think I'm, that's uh, just enough time. And I'm going to be doing it in Joker makeup with a piggy nose on too. So everyone, <laughs> I, I will I will vouch um, for anyone who who's listening to this who thinks I I won't like this podcast because I don't like basketball. I'm not a good basketball fan. I like the Sixers, but I, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I I am a proud patron of you know ball, and uh, right. I I like I love listening to it. I get it. Um, and you also get to see true despair if uh, the Celtics are playing and they're not winning. Like, so you can, you know, it's basically like my tweets, except you get to hear Sam, uh, experience it about a different game and different, uh, different sport and different team. Exactly. And, and, you know, just as a final sell, because I ever, I ever, I know me being a Celtics fan probably turns everyone off. Don't worry. No. It's mo- it's mostly a Sixers podcast and I am the antagonist of the podcast. I, am I, the think, I think it's an NBA podcast. I think you yes. guys are a, are a reluctant Bill Simmons. Yeah. We're, uh, we, we, we sort of cover, we are to um, sports media, like kind of what Chapo is to like uh, New York Times op-eds, I would say. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yep. You know what? That's exactly right. You yeah. should you should uh, put that on a shirt. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so if you want uh, And of course, 
Yeah, if you want to hear that, uh, yeah, go follow me at NBA Baby Secret. It's mine. Yep, and you can hear previews of most of the episodes uh, for free if you look up, um, you know, Ball. Uh, but it's it's well worth your five dollars a month. They they put out a ton of content. We got free episodes too. So if you want to just check, oh really? Those out, I never I never know when the free episodes are. Or whatever. Free episodes are Monday, paid or Monday or Tuesday, you know, and then the. The spendy ones are uh, Wednesday and Thursday. You know, I just listen on the Patreon feed. That's you guys right. are really like, as I'm talking, I'm realizing what's wrong with my Patreon. This is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. You can go get my Patreon too at patreoncom slash no cartridge. Uh, right. Sam will return uh, in the next installment of Donegan Rampa uh, recaps, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash nocartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.